Thank you, Abby. Well, today's the day, 65 today. I was thinking how 25 years ago I came to this church. If we do the math, that means I was 40, Preston. And today I'm 65, and that's why I'm excited about this day and glad to be with you preaching on this day, because you are part of my family, and it is a delight to be here on this day. Uh, Last night, Kathy and the kids and grandkids, we had a birthday party since uh, today's my busy day, Um, and it was good to be with them and to... Uh, have that time together, but it is good to be with you. Uh, Over in the social hall, they had put pictures up um, of me in various stages of my life, some with hair, some without hair, some with overalls, one with my mom and dad when I was about four or five. There was a lot uh, to see there, but uh, church, thank you for allowing me to be your pastor all these years, uh, and I thank you for celebrating uh, my birthday today. I thank Tara, and I thank Preston uh, for, they do so much for this church. Uh, you don't see it all, but they do so much for this church, and I thank them uh, for what they do. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day, and Lord, as we look at your word today, we ask, Lord, that you would guide us and direct us, you would show us the truths that we need to see in this day. Lord, may we be reminded that your word is filled with treasure, filled with your spoken word, and Lord, how we should cherish it, how we should read it, how we should take it as nourishment. And Lord, we just thank you for it. Guide us today. We ask this in your son's name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Acts, chapter 11. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 19. Acts, chapter 11, beginning with verse 19. It's also on the screen, uh, if you want to follow along on the screen. But Acts chapter 11, verse 19. Now, this passage of Scripture, as we read it and as we study it this morning, sometimes I've enjoyed our study going through the book of Acts and taking each section of Scripture and looking at the truths that are there. Some would say that this passage is not a Billy Graham text. In other words, it's not that heavy evangelistic. But I think there's some important truths here. In this passage of scripture. So if you would look at Acts chapter 11. I'm going to begin reading verse 19. It says, Now those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them. Men from Cyprus and Cyrene who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks and also proclaiming good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. 
news about them reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Large numbers of people were added to the Lord. Then he went to Tarshish to search for Paul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught large number. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. In those days, some problems or some, I'm sorry, in those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that they would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the, each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judah. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. This morning, as we look at this passage of Scripture, people sometimes still ask me, they said, why do you read so much Scripture on a Sunday? I believe we have been gifted with the Word of God. And it is something that we should read, something that we should look at every chance we get. You see, I believe that the scripture is still very, very relevant to today. And so we need to read it. And we need to read it as often as we can. And and, and just a little side commercial. You just think today of the number of Bibles, the different formats that you can read the Bible today, online, computers, your cell phone. We should be reading it more and more. Because we have it at our fingertips. But in this passage of scripture, we find that the word of God is continued to spread. You see there in the first verse that we read is that the persecution of Stephen. Remember, he was, he, he was stoned. And you can imagine that event. And as it took place in Jerusalem, in that area, people, there were some who were happy for that moment. And there were others that were petrified and and were scared. And many Christians left the area. But they didn't leave the area with their, as we would say, with their tails stuck between their legs. They left with a determination to continue spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they allowed the Spirit of God to move them. And wherever they located, they were sharing the gospel. You know, sometimes I talk to people who were members here at one time in their life. And they moved away because maybe work or job, you know, whatever the situation might be. And they move into a new town. And, you know, afterwards I asked them, I said, have you found a church? And they said, no, I just can't find a church like LaBelle. And I understand that, but I always encourage them to find a church. And true, they're not going to find a church like this, but they can find a Bible-believing church, and it's very important for them to be part of that. Just like these Christians that left Jerusalem, they didn't leave their religion there. They took their relationship with Jesus Christ with them, and they began sharing the Scripture. Now, you see in the scripture or in the the scripture that we read this morning, not only did they share it, God blessed it. 
God blessed what they were doing. And so this morning, I I want us to see, yes, there are hard times. And yes, sometimes we're all, including myself, we're all creatures of habit, aren't we? Some of us, we don't like change. But even in this COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen change. Change the way services are broadcast, the way we meet in groups and all of this thing. We have seen change. But are we going to let change shut us down? Or are we going to still allow the Spirit of God to move in us in such a way that great things happen? And this is what happened. Even though there were those who left Jerusalem, they went to Antioch, and they didn't sit there feeling defeated, they allowed the Spirit of God to move in their lives. Church, we need to open our arms to the Spirit of God. Amen? We need to allow the Spirit of God to move in us in a boldness that will change this world. This world needs our Lord and Savior. And so as we look at this passage of Scripture this morning, we find That persecution, I know sometimes we say, well, when everything becomes normal again, we'll do this. (laughs) What does that mean? Because we have to ask ourselves the question, what's normal? You know, what's normal for me might not be normal for Preston. What normal for Preston might not be normal for you. So what are we going to do? One of the things that we need to be reminded and I think this is important, that Christians, and especially the church, will always face persecution. We as a child of God will always have something or someone who doesn't like what we're doing. You preach on certain topics, and oh, you'll have people raise their head. Why are you picking on them? Why are you picking on this? But if you preach the Bible, there will be some who won't like certain things. We need to see that persecution is something that we are living in today. Even today. Even today, as we think about it, churches in in California, many of them have been closed since the beginning of this pandemic, even until right now. Because the governor of that state said churches should close. But then he allowed other establishments to be open. Now, is that persecution? Is where the church is being shut down? We need to say, we need to see today that we will always face persecution. But can the government stop the Holy Spirit of God? Never. The Holy Spirit of God is there to move in us and to work. And so we find that these early believers began preaching Christ and the Greeks got saved. They got saved in such a number that the church in Jerusalem said, let's let's send Barnabas down there to see what's going on. And so, again, people were getting saved. Let's not forget about the power of God. Let's not forget what God can do. God is still moving. God is still working. God is moving in this time. And we need to say, Lord, use me. Just like Abby's song, where Isaiah says, Hear my Lord, send me. Use me, Lord, to reach the people around us. We find in this passage of Scripture that Barnabas was sent down and, and to look. And he, what he saw happening 
uh, in Antioch, he said, this is real. People are getting saved. Not just Jews, but Christ- I mean, but Greeks. And he said, they're getting saved. And he said, this is real. I've always been fond of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah, in his time of ministry, preached his heart out. And many times there were people that as he preached, it was like, you know, he got that cold look, like, is there anybody home? You know, uh, you know, they just did not listen to him. Jeremiah pleaded with the Lord many times, Lord, just take me out of here. These people are, you know, Lord, there's no way. What good am I doing here? And one time, excuse me, in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, he, he said this. He said, Lord, I won't mention him or speak any longer in his name. Talking about God. But his message becomes a fire burning in my heart, shut up in my bones. I became tired of holding it in, and I cannot prevail. You know what he was saying? He, he was saying, you know, I, I've tried. I've just tried. You know, why mention God? Why, why preach all this? I'm just going to hold it in because it's not doing any good. But then Jeremiah felt the word of God burning inside of him. He said, you know what? I can't hold this in any longer. Guys, we need to see today that the Lord is speaking to us, not just preachers. He is speaking to his children. He is speaking to Christians. He is speaking to us to be bold in our faith and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, Barnabas, the scripture says he was a good man. But two other things about Barnabas. Not only was he a good man, but he was full of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, being filled with the Spirit of God is, ju- is not just reserved for a few. The Spirit, being filled with the Spirit of God is for every Christian, for allowing the Spirit of God to flow. And then it says also, a man of faith. He looked to God. He allowed God to move in his life. You know, in our world today, again, I've already mentioned, sometimes we just say, well, I'm, I'm going to wait till things get normal. Barnabas didn't wait. He launched out in faith. And we need to see today that we need to launch out in faith. I, 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 I many times think of Peter as he stepped out of that boat and onto the water. What was he thinking? <laughs> but he stuck. He stood and he walked on the water. And we need to see that today, the the times that we live in are calling for that. We also find that Barnabas stayed in the city of Antioch for a year and even went and got Paul and brought him back. But then even the people in Antioch saw what God's word was doing and how it was reaching people. It wasn't just reaching Jews, but it was reaching the Greeks. And it was reaching people and this little phrase came up. As you look at that passage of scripture there in verse 26, it says, the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Christians. Now, thinking of the thought, how I want to present this. Sometimes there's a language called 
church in these. Okay? Now, you know, being a pastor for a while, I can speak church in these with the best of them. You know? It's those church words we use. Like, and again, not to insult anything, but one of mine and Preston's favorite is when we pray, Lord, put a hedge of protection around us. I know some of us start thinking of a weed eater. But no, you know, you know we, we use certain words. Now, church words are not bad, but sometimes we have to realize not everybody grew up on church and ease. Not everybody grew up in church. Even if I asked this morning, there's some of you that did not grow up in church. So when we use certain words that we all think everybody knows, sometimes they don't. And, and, and so as we look at this, what is a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? There was a lady who was traveling in New York and her cab driver, and she said, uh, what religion are you? She was trying to get a conversation going. And, and, and he said, I'm a Christian. And she said, well, how do you know uh, I'm a Christian? Well, he said, I was born that way. Can you be born as a Christian? That's what you're thinking. Can I be a Christian from birth? Or some people think, well, preacher, I wasn't born Christian, but I was born in a Christian family. Others think, well, I'm a Christian because I do go to church. You see, all of those things that I've just mentioned and others are not true. You are not born as a Christian. And because you were raised in a Christian family doesn't make you a Christian. And so the question we think about And even in this early church, and as they said, they were first called Christians in Antioch. Well, what were they? We need to go back to John chapter 3 and read the story of Nicodemus. In that story, Nicodemus was wondering how about this rebirth. He was wondering, you know, how to be a child of God and, and how to enter his mother's womb again. You see, we become a Christian when we accept Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior, when we pray and ask Him to come into our life, when we ask Jesus, that's when we become a Christian. You see, today, a lot of people, I'm afraid, assume that they're a Christian. You know, this year, now it wasn't on, but this year, as you filled out your census form, and if you haven't, you need to, but... As you filled out, you were asked different things about your race and what you did here and that, and you would check off or color in the oval. If there was a thing about a Christian, many people would check it off because they'd say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. But how do you know you're a Christian? I've had people sometimes, people, you know, another one of our church in these words is that walk the aisle, walk down the aisle and get saved. But let me tell you, walking down the aisle doesn't save you. And today we don't have a straight aisle, so you're in trouble. But uh, what saves you? A relationship with Jesus Christ. 
And people who ask Jesus into their heart are Christians. Now, what are Christians supposed to do? Now, that's a question I love to ask sometimes, and, and, and I love to hear some of the answers. Well, a Christian should do this. A Christian should do this. A Christian should read their Bibles every day. A Christian should be at church every opportunity they can. What does, what should a Christian do? You see, in the early day, those who accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior were first called Christians in Antioch, but they were people who were willing to share with others about Jesus Christ. This morning, we have the privilege of being a child of God and to be called a Christian. But there are things that a Christian should do, and there's a th- things that a Christian should not do. And sometimes people have even asked, they say, well, should a Christian do that? Should a Christian do this? And that sometimes, if we're not careful, we'll get into a legalism and try to split hairs, but we should be children of God. Sometimes the word Christian is used in the wrong way, but we need to see that it's more than a category. It's not a culture. It's not just a religion. It's not just family heritage. We need to see that it's not just attendance. It's not just being raised in a godly home. We need to see that being a Christian is because of a relationship and also a desire to share that with other people. Let me tell you, people are searching for the Lord at this time. They are looking for answers. People don't understand what is happening. We don't to a certain degree, but we know one thing, and that God is in control. Amen? I know not all of you listen to Facebook and other internet-related media. But you know, there's something going around right now on that. And people, people are buying into it for whatever reason. And, 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 And people say, well, and we need to be careful. You know, there's things like, well, if I go to the hospital... They're going to put a chip in me, and that could be the mark of the beast. And I don't need, you know, I'm afraid that if I go to the hospital, they'll do that to me. There's other things like that. Guys, we need to go back and read our Bible. We need to see what the Word of God says. You know, when it talks about the mark of the beast, and and it talks about that, do you realize what's going on then? That's during, during the tribulation. Let me tell you something. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, I believe we ain't going to be there then. The church is going to be raptured. We're out of here. Okay? But see, people today in the world that we're living in fear. Fear. People are planting fear. People are putting this there and putting that there. I I want us to see, and I understand it. I understand how easy it is to to buy into that. But I want you to see. That's why it's important to read God's word. That's why every Sunday you're going to have me say, okay, let's turn to this passage. Because I want you to see what's in God's word. Today, 
They were first Christians in Antioch. We need to see that we have been given that right to be a child of God. And we need to see the responsibility we have of sharing Christ with others. That wasn't just back then, it's today. Being a Christian means something. Being a Christian, (laughs) persecution, could be. But today, being a child of God is the most important thing. And so this morning, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe today you say, I want Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and you can be that child of God. Let's pray. Let's gracious heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for those that are here. And Lord, I pray if there is one who doesn't know you, that they will today. But Lord, also the fears and the doubts that are being broadcast, may we always go back to your word. May we always look to you. May we always see that you will lead us. Lord, we ask this in your son's name. Amen.